0: On the holiday of Purim, of course, we are reading the Megillah. I would add that I have written a commentary on the Megillah. It's in Hebrew. It's called Imli Eit Kazot. It's not yet in English. But those that can read the Hebrew might find it very interesting, and much of what I spoke about and will speak about, Pashat Zachar, Pashat Shkalim, and the Megillah, the ideas are found in this book, and they're, of course, explained in greater detail. Now, the Megillah itself, fascinating book. One of the interesting features of this amazing book is that the Megillah in the ninth chapter describes how the holiday of Purim evolved. Very unusual. And what's clear is that when the Jews, who have been slated for annihilation by the king's edict, engendered by Haman's intercession, the king signs signs off on it, and the Jews are successful in the battle, the battles, some fight on the 13th some on the 14th in addition and on the day they rest they set it up as a festival not the day of the war itself the day they rest from the war and it says that the Jews who did this who were saved kept that day of rest as simcha as a day of drinking and joy and it adds as well manot and sending gifts manot could be portions of food, to their friends. That was the original Purim. And then the Megillah says that Mordechai the Jew, that's who Mordechai is, Mordechai the Jew, Mordechai writes to the Jews of Persia, and he adds to what they did. He doesn't eliminate what they did. You can keep what you did, but he adds two very important points. The first thing is that, in the initial Purim, it sounds from the Megillah, it's just one day, the 14th of Adar. There was not yet a celebration for the 15th for those, for example, in Shushan who were still fighting on the 14th, they rested on the 15th. But the, the national celebration seems to be one day on the 14th. So Mordechai sent around two directives to the people, which they accept. One is to add another day, the 14th and the 15th, the days, days plural that the Jews wrested from their enemies, it's not clear in the Megillah whether everybody kept two days or whether it was our practice the people in walled cities kept the second day, the 15th, what we call nowadays Shushan Purim, and all the other Jews kept the 14th day. It's not clear, but in any event, it's a two-day festival. And the other thing Mordechai added to the mishrach manot Yehu, to the sending of gifts to the friends, was matanot Evionim, gifts to the poor. And the gifts to the poor is very interesting. First let me get to mishrach manot Yehu. There are those who connect mishrach manot Yehu to the story in Nechemia, when on the first day of the seventh month, the Jews were very sad. And they were commanded to celebrate this day, which today we call Rosh Hashanah, and to send manot nachon to send gifts to those that don't have. There's some who connect mishrach manot nachon to send gifts to those who don't have, to what it says in the Megillah, that the Jews send manot, send gifts or food portions, ish re'ehu. But in my view, that's a mistake. Those two things are not the same to send gifts to those that don't have that's a very Jewish thing when the Torah speaks about rejoicing on the festivals in the book of Dvarim it talks about the rejoice on your festivals you and the stranger and the widow and the orphan and the lady who has no land to share with those that don't have that's central in the book of Dvarim that's a Jewish observance but to send to your friend, who says that's a Jewish observance altogether, that's a very nice thing. To send a nachon to those that don't have, that's a Jewish observance. But in the Megillah, it was confined to their friends. Comes along Mordechai and says, this is not the Jewish way. Not the Jewish way. So yes, I'm not going to eliminate the drinking. The drinking on Purim is not coming from a Jewish place. That's not a Jewish observance. Whatever you may have been taught. That's a non-Jewish, that's a Persian observance. The Megillah is replete with parties. That's how it starts, with a big party. There's parties all over the place. But, and Mordechai doesn't eliminate it. At the roots of Purim are a non-Jewish festival. What Mordechai does is to Judaicize the festival. He turns it into a Jewish festival in two ways. First of all, has to include everybody. Not just... The people that would deliver it on the thirteenth and rest it on the fourteenth, the other other Jews were still fighting for their lives, we have to respect that. We have to recognize it, that. We have to have either all of us a two-day festival or one in one. However, one understands that, but it's got to be respected because Haman was the enemy of all the Jews. So Rekha haYudim, the enemy of all the Jews. But secondly, we have to find a place for everybody in the community. Matanot to is the Jewish path. We have been instructed to do that in the book of Zvarim, to rejoice with those that don't have. So what Mordechai is doing, actually, is taking a Persian drinking holiday, because the Jews in Persia, clearly, since they celebrate that way, are very assimilated, and to say, okay, but well, we also have to have a distinctive Jewish holiday. So Purim becomes a distinctive Jewish holiday. It evolves into a distinctive Jewish holiday through the intercession of Mordechai HaYudai. And the Megillah itself describes the festival of Purim. It describes it in this way. It's very interested in telling us about living in exile. The book is about exile. Living in exile means there are all kinds of concessions to exile. Some of those concessions may not be concessions. They may be good things. On the other hand, the question always is, what is distinctively Jewish about our practice? And Mordechai and the Megillah in chapter 9 provide us with an answer. The answer is the two-day festival, and even more than that, to be inclusive of all the Jews. And not only that, the Megillah even emphasized to be inclusive of the non-Jews, those who share our values hanilvi alayam, though that joined with us, mit yahadim, who identify with our struggles, who identify with the suffering. They too are part and parcel of the description of the deliverance of Purim, which we read about every year when we read Meghiwat Esther. So that's the way Purim, our Purim, has evolved as described in chapter 9 of Meghiwat Esther.